Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey, Kate. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm so good. How are you? I'm really good. Really good. It's Friday. Good. It was a good, busy week. Did a lot of fun stuff, but also, you know, looking forward to some time off. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of time off. Speaking of time off. Like some time off. Yes. Like some downtime. Excellent segue, Kate. Well, I'm working on it. We are talking introverts and extroverts today because often I think we hear it more from introverts of is copywriting going to be an okay career for me? You know, I'm not very outgoing and don't like, you know, talking to people all the time and it drains my energy, but also, you know, extroverts too, especially as things are very remote right now. Am I going to get the interactions that I need as a copywriter? And, you know, will I be alone in my office typing on a computer and that's it and I don't get that socialization I need? So we're going to dig into kind of both sides of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it used to be that people would think of extroverts and introverts as like an extrovert is someone who's outgoing and an introvert is someone who's shy. And that's not really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's really much more about where you get your energy, what, what energizes you, what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. An extrovert is someone who, um, <laughs> do you like I would say, with so much authority as if I've written books on this, <laughs> this is my understanding based on the reading and learning that I've done. But an extrovert is someone who gets their energy from being around other people and they need that to help them recharge. My best friend is such an extrovert. Um, She needs to be around people and it keeps her going. 
Whereas an introvert is someone who needs to be alone or maybe just with like one other key person um, or, you know, furry friend um, to, <laughs> you know, to each his own. Exactly. Um, to, to get that energy back and to, to recharge. And you and I have talked about it. Um, I am very much an ambivert, which sounds like it shouldn't be a thing, but sometimes I need to be with other people to energize myself. And sometimes I, <laughs> sometimes, for example, I have to tell Melody, I can't, I can't this weekend. I need to be by myself. I can't be with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were just talking about this. Similarly, I have a best friend who is very extroverted. Um, and I was saying how on one of my birthdays, I was like, I just need to go away and be by myself to recharge and read some books, sip some wine, hang out by the fire. Um, very much like you. I mean, I think everyone to some extent needs some human interaction. But I know for, for me, it's very much those client meetings when I have you know have to talk a lot or uh, not even a lot, but just kind of be on and present and with people. It's great. But then, okay, an hour's worth of call. I'm going to go hang out for, you know, five hours by myself to get that all back and be able to do it again. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which yeah. makes sense, right? You know, I mean, it's when you're, when you're giving out energy like that and when you have to be um, on the ball, you know, and, and actively thinking and actively communicating, asking questions, offering advice as you are with a, with a client. Um, that's, that's even if it weren't an energy thing, that's a lot of brain power. So I would think even people who would identify as 100% extroverts still would benefit from after a client call, taking a little time to breathe, (laughs) collect themselves, all that kind of thing. So for, so ambiverts, you and I, we kind of identify as ambiverts. Um, and obviously we're enjoying ourselves as copywriters, having a great time, but let's, let's look at the two different ends of the spectrum. Is copywriting appropriate for um, introverts? And if so, how can they make the most of the career? Yeah, great question. Obviously, it is. We're proof proof that <laughs> at least half of us. Fully, yeah. yeah, at least half <laughs> of us is. Um, and so, so much of it too. You know, I wouldn't be on this podcast right now if it hadn't been for practicing and getting really. I don't want to say really comfortable, but more comfortable as time goes on. And and I think there's also a confidence element too, regardless of introvert extrovert, of feeling confident in what you're saying and feeling like the expert. Um, so practicing though. The only way to get over kind of the the worries, which don't worry, segue into that. <laughs> There's so many things we can worry about. So many what ifs and this and that. And the key is to keep moving forward and taking those actions you need to take. The more client calls you have, the more you'll get uh, maybe not fully comfortable, but I would say fairly comfortable where you you know you can take that call and you know it's going to work out and you're going to hang up and then you're going to go on with your day. And so the biggest thing there too is noticing when you take those calls, is it better to do it in the morning and get it out of the way so you're not worrying about it all day? Or for me, it's very much, let me do things at the end of the day so I can take that call and then when I hang up, my day is over and I can kind of just go, I'm going to go make dinner, have a glass of wine, whatever. So that's, I think the big thing for me that's helped is practice and then knowing when to book those calls and to have those interactions. Um, and in addition to time of day, day of the week, mm. 
Fridays, I try to keep Friday kind of very clear of anything. Mondays tend to actually be my day where I'm like, let's just get this out of the way at the front of the, the front of the week and then move on with the week. Mm-hmm. But I think too that technology has really kind of made life a little bit easier now yes. for introverts. You know, before you could do video meetings, um, you if you wanted to work with a client, often the first time you would meet them, you would go into their office. And I mean, even as as someone who can be outgoing, <laughs> that's, that's nerve wracking and it's exhausting. And it's and there is still that element of meeting someone new when you meet them on a Zoom call, of course. But you are you're in your own home and you have that that element of, of comfort and safety around you. Mm-hmm. And you also, as soon as you're off the call, you're done. You're off. You know, you you can you can turn off that that um, interpersonal work that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the thing is too is that that because copywriting is a flexible career, you can um, you can freelance all the time, full time, if you want to, or, you know, if you want a non-staff job, you can absolutely get that as well. Or you can contract where you go into an office and you can kind of, um, as you and I have said many times, we've bounced around with all of that. I mean, we've always freelanced, but we have also been on staff or we've also been contractors and you can kind of figure out what works best for you. You know, if you think, oh, maybe I want to go into an office and you try it out as a contractor and you're like, yeah, actually I'm an introvert, but I'm really enjoying because I do so much work by myself at my desk that it's, that it's okay for me that when I do get up and interact in a meeting or something like that, I do so much work by myself at my desk that, that it's okay. So it's, you can kind of, um, test different things out and figure out what works for you. But, um, that's why I think that's probably one of the great things about it is that you can you have the opportunity to figure out what works for you. You're not mm-hmm. stuck doing things the way that other people want you to do them. Yeah, absolutely. And being in an office, but also repitching clients you've already worked with. I say working in an office mm-hmm. because you tend to work with those people on a more ongoing basis. That can be really helpful for you to have, I don't want to say, I guess deeper, deeper relationships with your colleagues that you feel uh, it's a little bit easier to, to work with them at that point because you've worked with them in the past. It's not a new call. It's not a new relationship that you're building, which to me can be a little bit more intimidating, take a little bit more energy. Um, as time goes on with clients, I start to feel it, it takes less energy from me and it, it becomes actually more, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to them again. It's been a minute since we've, you know, gotten on a call and all talked about what we can do to, to move the business forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's a great point. That concept of, of familiarity that you get when, when you're working in an office or when you're repitching a client on a new project and you're, Mm -hmm. you're familiar with your business, but you're also familiar with them as a person and that can make it so much easier. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other big thing too for for introverts, but also important for extroverts, is just feeling prepared for whatever call you're getting on. And most of the time, you're probably going to over-prepare. You're going to have so much that you maybe just throw out all your notes out the window in terms of scripts that you feel like you want to follow for a call. And you realize, oh, I can actually just have a conversation and it, it's actually natural. And I it doesn't have to be... 
um, made out to be as big of a deal. And mm-hmm. we make it out to be a very big deal in our heads, which it is. It's you're getting on a call with a client. You're super excited. You want to land the client. It's important to you, but it's also not an emergency room. It's not, exactly this. Yeah. The stress level doesn't have to be up there. It can be a little bit of stress is good, right? It, mm-hmm. it can motivate you, gets you fired up, but yeah, take it down. So preparing though, you can feel at least, okay, I've got it all. If, if my mind goes blank and if whatever the worst case might be, I can fall back and look at my notes and say, Oh, hang on one second. I had a note and I want to make sure I, I get this point across or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or if they ask you a question and you like blank, you've got nothing, then you say, you know what? That's a really great question. I want to take a little bit more time with it. So let me write that down and I'll come back to it and then I'll send you an email about it with my thoughts, you know, by end of day or by noon tomorrow or whatever. As long as your client knows that you're going to answer the question and that you're on top of it that it's and that it's now you're taking care of it, not them. That's what they want. That's what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you can even practice those prompts in advance to find, you know, as you type them out, read them out loud, do they sound natural? Or do they, you know, maybe you don't write them out to start. Maybe you use your voice memo on your phone to say, what would I say if this happened? Mm-hmm. You know, if you are the type of person where you have a lot of what if scenarios and you can't get those what if scenarios out of your mind, you have to be prepared for every what if scenario. Give yourself that practice then. Say, if this happened, what would I say? What would be my response? And it can be just as you said, something as simple as, let me get back to you. I'm going to here's as long as you're saying the next steps and here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're golden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and we say this a lot, but I'm going to go ahead and say it again, just in case this is the first time somebody's heard it, or if they need to hear it again, you don't get confident before you take the action. You get confident by taking the action. So you can't like sit there and wait for confidence before you schedule that, that client call. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not how the confidence is going to come. It's not going to like be bestowed on you magically. Um, it will, it will kind of in a way be bestowed on you magically after you take the call, after you go through it, after you push your comfort zone a little bit or push yourself outside of your comfort zone. And then when it's done, you go, okay, I lived through it. And that makes the next one a little easier. It makes the next Mm -hmm. one a little easier, but you can't sit and wait for confidence to come to you because that's not how it comes. It comes by taking the action, not before you take the action. Such a good point. Preparation gives you, you know, maybe this much confidence compared to doing it gives you just infinite confidence. So yeah, I did it once. I survived and Mm -hmm. I can do it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just jump in, Mm -hmm. jump in. Um, So that's one side of the coin. Mm -hmm. How about the extrovert side of the coin? Um, I'm sure an extrovert is probably thinking, okay, you know, I love writing, very interested in this, but writing can be a very solitary uh, occupation. And if someone needs to be around other people, are they facing an insurmountable barrier when they're thinking about getting into copywriting? Nope, no way. As you've kind of hinted at, it's a great career for both ends. So with extroverts, there's kind of two things I'm thinking right now, mostly because the world is so remote right now. There are communities, though, that you can join and be a part of to get that interaction and socialization, communities of other copywriters like the CCA to to go in and say, hey, I have this project. Is anyone willing to, to 
help me brainstorm or, or work on this. And then when things open back up on the other side is, I know you've mentioned in the past co-working spaces that, you know, can you go into an office as a contractor or a freelancer or as a full-time staff member? But yes, you can do that for all of those things. And as a freelancer, if you want to do that, get it get a co-working space membership mm-hmm. so you can go in and mm-hmm. be around other people and make connections and network. And mm-hmm. frankly, they're great for meeting other people that might have project needs and might need a co- Oh, awesome. You're a copywriter. Great. Yeah, exactly. Then it can pay for itself. Yeah. Um, but even before that, you know, you can go and work in, work in a Starbucks, work in a cafe, someplace mm-hmm. where they don't mind. I mean, you know, it depends on the cafe. Some they're like, all right, you're done with your scone out. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but some are, are much more amenable. Like, I don't know if they have these all over the country, but the Cafe Nero's seem to be very much built for come in, sit down, open up your laptop and have all of your meals here today. Um, I have no idea what that is, but now I need to Google Oh, yeah. Maybe it's not. I assumed it was nationwide. No, you do not. Um, but and actually, this is uh, here's a little tip that my dad gave me years ago. He said, if you need to go find a place to work, he said, you know, and if there's no coffee shops or whatever around, he said, go work in the lobby of a hotel because yes. there are people around. There's often coffee you can get Free or coffee, snacks. Yes. Exactly. Yep. And and there's Wi-Fi too. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, you probably can't go in and work for like eight hours, but also, you I can. mean. can. I've done it before. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> when my Wi-Fi went down once at my, this is in Germany, but the, uh-huh. there was a hotel right nearby and yeah, it's Hang out in the lobby. And nobody that works there wants to start any problems. And yeah. They're like, hey, how's it going? Can I throw away this coffee cup that you're done with? Which I should have my reusable coffee cup. Yes. But it was lovely. Yeah. Similarly, I, it's a quieter environment, but I do the library a lot when, oh yeah. When they're open. It's another Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Usually other people. Yeah. Well, and actually a friend of mine who um, she's identified this about herself that um, she, she can sit down and work and focus, but she needs to be with someone else or a couple of other people who are also sitting down themselves and focusing. So she, if she can be at like a table with three other people and everybody's working on their own stuff, that gives her enough of a feeling of being around other people. And also, you know, if she can pop up and be like, hey, is anybody this? Or So they don't get sidetracked. They can chat a little bit, but then she can go right back to her work. And yeah. a co-working space may be great for that. Eventually, when we can kind of interact with other people again, you may be able to find other freelancers in your community. Yep. Um, I've done any that before. Of it gives really good accountability. A friend and I, we'd yeah. sit across from each other and be like, okay, she's working, so I need to work. There yes. was no excuse when you're sometimes alone at your house to get up and be like, well, I'll just go get coffee and do that. You're mm-hmm accounting for it. It's almost like, it feels like a magnet thing where, well, I'm not going to get up if she's not getting up. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. I had forgotten, but uh, years ago when I was just starting to build this business, I had a friend who was also building his own business and we'd be like, okay, what are you doing this work weekend? You want to get together Mm -hmm. and work? And we would work for most of the day. Then at the end of the day, you know, we'd make cocktails and hang out, but it was, it was a work weekend. And he had uh, he had different specialties and things that he was good at, and I had different specialties, mm-hmm. and so we could collaborate a little bit here or there, ask each other questions. But it was it was a really nice balance of staying focused on what you have to do and also being able to interact. And to your earlier point, Kate, you can get that not exactly the same thing. It's true, um, 
and you kind of have to manage your time and be careful, but you can kind of get something like that with an online community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's a Facebook group, like our, our CCA students group, or if it's, um, a Slack channel, God, even joining a Slack channel with like yeah. a friend or somebody else. Um, the tricky thing of course, is that you have to manage that time. You can't, it's really easy to get sucked into social media and like responding to a bunch of different requests and, and all of this kind of stuff. But <clears throat> heck, you could even do set up a Zoom meeting, and yeah. you know the two of you can be sitting there working and just I've done like, that. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have that. a friend in another part of the country, it's nice that yeah, you just set it up, and especially yeah. if you have another mo- I have another monitor, which is really nice. So Zoom can be on kind of one side, and then the work can be on another. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it works. I mean, it's not as awesome as having someone at a table across from you, but it still gives that. Hey, I have this challenge and just to talk through and give each other those ideas that help you to move forward and not feel like, oh, I'm at a wall and there's no one to talk to and mm-hmm. I have to go talk to my dog who's not going to talk back. Or even like when random ideas pop into your head. Yeah. When, when we used to work um, back in an office, uh, my friend Erin used to sit next to me and we would laugh because, well, I, I would laugh and she would kind of shake her head because like if I had any kind of interesting dream, the most important thing for me that day was to let Erin know what I dreamt as if it mattered at all to her. And she's a wonderful person. And so, of course, it's like, oh, that's fascinating um, <laughs> when it truly was not fascinating for anyone but me. Um, but, you know, if, if you're even on a Zoom call, to be able to be like, oh, did you see that thing the other night? Like, whoa, that was crazy. Chat a little bit, back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there there are opportunities. I mean, and, and yes, the the writing and the focus, I mean, you can't, you, you can't be talking and be writing at the same time, right? Like you have to be focused on your page, but it kind of goes back to, to knowing yourself and if you, and, and how you work best. And sometimes I guess I'll change, but if you know, if you can do like a 20 minute spurt of focusing on your writing or longer, if you can do that, great. But like where where you are dedicated to that focused writing, not talking, not listening, not doing any of that other stuff, but focused on your writing, then you can come out of that and interact a little bit more with the people around you. Mm -hmm. Um, 20 minutes may be too short or it may be frankly the the right amount. It really depends on each person. And probably sometimes it depends on the day. There are some days when I'm like, I can sit down and write for hours. And some days where I think I've told you my two minute trick, I set a timer for two minutes. I'm like, look, I can do anything for two minutes. I will write for two minutes. And then sometimes I'll be able to extend it to from two to five to 10 to 20, whatever. And sometimes it's literally getting through a project, doing it in two minutes spurts. But you know what? I still finish the project. Still it's gets done. Than ten seconds. I think it was mm-hmm. Kimmy Schmidt. That was, she had the 10 second rule. 10 second. Anyway, yeah. That's great. <laughs> Uh, The other thing you might want to look at, too, for introverts and extroverts is the type of companies you're pitching to work with. So an extrovert, if you want more interaction, and frankly, as an introvert, you you might want some of that interaction, too, or just to build your skill set and to build relationships with different people on a team. But I would say larger companies tend to have uh, more opportunities where you might be pulled more into a team setting where you are the copywriter, but you may also, you know work with a designer, but also a project manager or a product manager or, you know, marketing, larger marketing team, 
versus, you know, a small business where you might be working with, uh, you know, a solopreneur, for example, and you're working directly with one-on-one person, that experience is going to be very different. And so both are good. And I would recommend to try both and see, you know, what happens and how you feel. And you might be pleasantly surprised what you like. And I think I'm always surprised by it. I'm like, I'll totally hate this. And then I love it, whatever it is. <laughs> Knowing that I just say, just try it, just try it. Um, my rule is three times. It tends to be that my husband's rule is food. He's always going to try something three times. And if by the third time he doesn't like it because the first time it might've been prepared funny and the second time might've been, you know, an off day. And okay. If the third time, okay. I probably don't like horseradish. Mm-hmm. Um, Similarly, though, with a company, you know, it could just be the people and the team and the the environment you're in. And so maybe you try it again of a similar, okay, I'm going to be part of this bigger, larger team. Okay, they work together a little bit more, but maybe it's the the topic or the industry that maybe you're not into is the, the problem. So looking at the different elements and really taking the time to identify what is working for you and what's not working for you, because it might not be what you actually think it is. The problem might be different than what you think it is. So don't solve things until you actually have the the crux of what it is. I love that. Well, and I feel like I keep saying that a lot this episode, but I do. I love that <laughs> um, because it, it, you're right. It's it's and we're not stuck in any one thing. You know, I think that that we have that old mentality of like, well, you get a job and you stay there until mm-hmm. maybe you get promoted. But when you're a copywriter, you can you get into various things and be like, yeah, I like this. No, I don't like this. Or I did like this, but then it changed. So now I'm looking for something different. Or, mm-hmm. well, you know, I'm, I'm liking this, but I think I'm going to build my freelance back up because, or build it up some more because I might want to leave or maybe I want to go to part-time here or whatever. It's you have the opportunity opportunity to cater your career and your work opportunities to yourself and your needs and your energetic preferences and and all of that and it's it's um we're very fortunate in that sense so make the most of it mm-hmm. absolutely yeah Okay, so if you are an extrovert, if you are an introvert, if you are an ambivert, ambivert, um, you the the bottom line is that you can make it work, um, mm-hmm. and you can be very successful at it. Um, but it's up to you to figure out what you need and structure your your work experience so that it gives you what you need. So we hope that was uh, super helpful and uh, we will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on the build your copywriting business podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it. If you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review, I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time.